Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. We are rolling. So, welcome to the Know Thyself podcast. All right, I'm here with Daniel. Hello. Yes, and I'm Eduardo. And here we are, yet another episode as we are closing out the year. That I'm really um, always excited, of course, to discuss with Daniel. We were trying to do our best not to talk about um, the topics that are at hand or what we're about to bring up too much in depth because we want to leave it for you sweet people and everyone that uh, is probably just as curious as I am to get into this um, this understanding of a new of a new era that people are sort of falling into or understanding the knowledge of the idea of the Grand Junction and the age of Aquarius and just really understanding what just happened between the um, what happened um, right above us uh since like what we were talking about this yesterday since 1200 and i think there's different i know like i think it was the 1600s that we saw this happen with this grand junction but more importantly like i just want to like sort of pinpoint all of the speculations that are out there and sort of kind of break down what you have um probably heard of or understood uh more specifically with my good friend daniel so I'll I'll definitely I know I'm doing a terrible job introdu- introducing this topic today, but the reason why is there's so much that I've been wanting to cover with this, and it's exciting that we've had uh, a, a great understanding of um, the planets and their correspondence, and so I think we'll probably go there a little bit and sort right. of bring up what this means uh, in regards to these three topics that we're going to bring up today. And those three topics I'm trying to talk about right now, I should just get to that really quick. Are the age of Aquarius and what it truly means and what, what it, what it really entails and what's going on and what will be going on for the next 2000 plus years. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then we have the grand conjunction that, you know, a lot of people have read about and understanding like what the star in the sky uh, represents or the star of Bethlehem that we've heard of before in, in Matthew. Um, and so, yeah, man, let's just kind of get into it. So I don't have to butcher this up anymore. Um, and uh, talk about the age of Aquarius first, and then roll into um, the Grand Conjunction, or just do them both at the same time, however cool. you want. But you got it. Take I, it away, I, my friend. Yeah, no, man, I love that introduction because you're right. It's it's a hard thing to kind of put your finger on, even when we were kind of just breaking down. We were just having coffee downstairs prior to this, and even our conversation was kind of all over the place because right. there's so much information to kind of be discussing. But the first thing we do want to kind of uncover and kind of look at is. We do have this really exciting thing that just happened with this grand conjunction, and that was Saturn and Jupiter being in zero degrees Aquarius, and they're going to have this conjunction, and that's just this coming together, Mm. right? Um, You know, so we have that aspect, and that happens in the sign of Aquarius. So what that does is it is going to start this this cycle, this 20-year cycle of Saturn being in Aquarius. So we have this transition, um, and we have this new energy that's available. But really, this this age of Aquarius is a, is a big old, bigger cycle behind, behind the scenes, mm. okay? Because 
as humanity through the procession of the equinoxes, we are moving into the age of Aquarius as well. So we've kind of been in this transition period and we've moved from Pisces, the age of Pisces, into this age of Aquarius. So really what this grand conjunction is going to state is some people felt like this is the start of the age of Aquarius and some people feel like this is kind of the continual steps and evolution into the age of Aquarius, but it's kind of like a marking point. Um, It's kind of like a, a mark on the map of that transition from Pisces okay. to Aquarius. Okay, so other people talk about this um, this time in the 1960s right. when all seven of the visible planets were um, visible in the in the sign of Aquarius. Okay, so now we have another really big happening with the age of with the sign of Aquarius, and that's just going to kind of help push in this astrological age. And that astrological age is the bigger cycle. And that's really what we're moving forward to. And and what we're going to be doing with Saturn at this time is really this, this 20 years is kind of setting up the foundation of the age of Aquarius. That's why it's very important for us to turn online, for us to really start manifesting love and consciousness, because right. we are setting up the foundation of a new astrological age. So we have a lot of responsibility at this time. And so you, we, that discipline from you Saturn, have that right? discipline, but you also have that expansion. So you really have this this handshake between father and son, right? This is Kronos and Zeus coming together to work together. Um and it's just a really, really powerful time because you can kind of expand the boundaries and set up new boundaries, right? Which is going to be really important because we are setting up the foundations of this this new coming age. And yeah. age of Aquarius is it's a it's a dragmatic shift from the age of Pisces. Um, so really, when we're talking about these precision of these equ- equinoxes, these are the big cycles. You call it a great Platonic year, and it's about two thousand one hundred and sixty five years. And this is when you have the rising of new prophets. This is when new ideas and experiences get imprinted into consciousness, right. so we can express them and experience them. Okay, so um, the responsibility is, is truly in our hands right now to like take that energy that mental energy and like really expand on it right? for the generations that are to come. Right. right? And especially, and that's what Jupiter is really nice because remember Jupiter is that higher thinking energy. It's Mm. that philosophic energy. Right. And then within this age of Aquarius, this is really important because this age of Aquarius is all about networks. It's all about communication. It's about technology. Um, Again, it's, it's a really, really powerful time for us to, really utilize these t- these tools and these skills that we've gathered over these last astrological ages. And this now kind of comes down to, well, what's man going to do with it? Right. Are you we going to make a communal energy or like find a way to... We going to come together as one or are we going to, you know, blow each, bro each other up to like one left kind of right. thing, you know? And and again, that's why the sign of the, the um, Aquarius is the only sign that's a man. So it's really, again... We're not saying that this is going to be focused on men, but it's going to be focused on that masculine protruding energy outward, mm. right? You know, so we have like signs like Virgo, when we're in those astrological astrological ages, it's going to be more internal. It's more feminine. This is going right. to be more of a, a, a masculine energy that's kind of going out and connecting networks, connecting communication, um, and seeing if we could use this tool like technology in the internet for the expansion and the betterment of humanity and consciousness. One thing that I remember you saying clearly a lot was the net side. We talked about the Messiah, but like, I remember you bringing up the net side because of of what was to come and what's already happening with the age of Aquarius. But I remember you saying this and I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to elaborate more on that. But if you don't mind, that's what you're talking about, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because 
What what have we kind of learned from this? This you know, so Jesus and the prophets of the age of Aquarius really showed us. You know, you take the enlightenment that the Buddha taught us how to do, and you bring it outwards, right? Right, and it's all about you know communal, and it's that why that Jesus's heart is always three D, and Mary's heart is always three D because it's taking that enlightenment through the heart and sharing consciousness right. with everybody. So what that showed us is that we are creators. Okay, so we didn't need another prophet to come to show us natural law because natural law has is now available to us, right? Um, what we needed to do was connect all these single versions of consciousness into a global consciousness, okay? And that's for the consciousness of the expansion of love, not for this, not this like what we're seeing the social engineers try to do of like this one world tyrannical government, right? right. With one currency and things like that. Like you can see why, how they're trying to divert that energy because they know what's coming. But really what this is about is our network. And that's what, the you know the net is it's the network and it's us connecting with everybody to so our voices can reach because i mean our voices reach we've got listeners in countries that are like we would never even dream of being able to visit right you know right. there's all over the world right. and that's part of it so this internet really is um it's this ultimate tool of what are we going to do with it because it is the prophet of the age of aquarius i believe i do believe it's the messiah and you know, we can have unlimited information. We could have unlimited communication. We could have, un, um, you know, ability just to take care of all through this aspect. Absolutely. But are we going to use it for, you know, people addiction to like pornography and like, right. you know, like lower level things. Or individual pleasures. It's interesting how they, at our fingertips, we've had something for quite some time now, but really we've, we've only utilized it to serve, you know, that lower... Uh, ego, you know, right. rather than like expansion on a social network that we could um, for the greater good of all mankind. Instead, it's more like, well, what can do? What can I do for me mm -hmm. with these tools that have been given to mm -hmm. me? Which is why they're free. It's like people sometimes realize, like, oh, this is a great era to live in right now. You can advertise yourself basically for free in any way you want. But I'm like, yeah, but you're that, that's the the trick there. You're advertising yourself. Like you're not really expanding on like how this could sort of widen the spectrum for every right. everybody to benefit from instead it's just like me 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 i i i and i think we're kind of just like leaving that behind hopefully with the leaving the i and turning it into the we well and what i think we're gonna see man is i think it's gonna be harder for people you see this at like bars you see this at like sports games like um they get really excited for the picture that's going to be posted on social media and then you watch as everybody else right after that picture these girls go like look so like cute and excited for the picture. And then right when the camera goes away, their faces drop and they go, they put their heads back down and they go right to their cell phones right. and they watch the reaction of that picture on social media. So they're not even experiencing life. Yeah. That's going to get more stale. Like we're, we're going to, we're moving into more of a genuine humanity kind of thing. And the stuff that used to, that used to be able to um, band-aid stuff and the, give us distractions isn't going to be able to provide as much distractions because we're kind of going through this like waking up state, right? right. Um, and so there's, these astrological ages are really important. So we're going to do a whole breakdown on the Great Platonic Year. And what happens, how this actually happens is with the Earth, it has this wobble as it's rotating, and so every 2,165 years from this wobble, we slowly move into another sign. But it's actually counterclockwise to how the zodiac works. So it goes opposite to the wheel that we're used to. Right. So it's in, it's in reverse, right? Um, and again, it's, you kind of look at the universe like this big giant thing of like this big clock, right? 
like almost like a pocket watch, like a huge pocket watch or a grandfather clock, right? And there's all these cycles spinning to move, make the whole thing move. And some go forward and some goes backwards. This is a really big one that goes operates backwards. Um, and a really good mental exercise for us to kind of look at is let's kind of think about because the story of man follows our own story, right? Because it's all one story, the story of the sun, the story of man as a whole, and the story of everything is one, right? So if you go back and you kind of take a look at, remember when we broke out that zodiac, we put the circle mm-hmm. and then the cross. So we have the high point, the low point, and then the two on the side. So it's like an equal cross within a circle. Um, and we we determined that Summer solstice is at the top. Winter solstice, which we're going through right now, is at the bottom, right? And then the two equinoxes are on the side. And when we were talking about the evolution of the soul, the soul fell from Leo, right? And that's where it was It was from that highest point of consciousness, and it makes its fall down to matter. And then we talked about these cardinal festivals of how you kind of waking up to discovering that you're more than matter, and then kind of using alchemy to harvest the gold that's with inside right. to make your way back up to that spiritual high point. So this is, works the same with the creation of humans. Okay. So we start at Leo and this is kind of the creation of man. Okay. Um, so at this time, man's just kind of learning his surroundings and we have these like 2,165 years. And this is probably more of like that foraging kind of thing, really, really small groups, a lot of self-survival kind of thing, probably a lot of violence, probably not a lot of like empathy and higher understanding, right? And so we have this whole age and then we move into the age of cancer. Right. Okay. And this is where the family structure kind of gets started. So again, as we go through these evolutions, new consciousness ideas are introduced to consciousness so we can experience it, okay? Because we're going through this evolution as as well. So when cancer comes around, this is when like the family starts getting intact and we really start seeing like family units and maybe like um, like small tribes kind of forming. Right. The idea that it's hard to survive by yourself um, and you kind of need to do this. And also this is going to be, um, we started with that fire sign. So this is probably like in Leo is probably when we started being able to make weapons and tools and stuff mm. like that. Right. Um, think about what using that fire, maybe even like the discovery of fire goes back that far. Um, could go, it probably goes back farther, but this is that idea of using fire to kind of manipulate your surroundings um, to get you on a higher level of um, on the food chain kind of, and this is like man kind of, putting himself back on the top of the food chain. So then in cancer, we have the family, right? And this is where everybody thinks the great flood happened. So they really feel like, and again, if you're studying like Atlantis or you're studying like even like biblical studies, they talk about like the morality of the people was kind of tainted. Like the moral um, fabric of civilization was really poor. So we had this flooding, right? right? This great flood that we we can see every, every spiritual understanding talks about this flood, right? Um, and we kind of think that happened probably at the end of cancer. Okay. So then what happens is we move into the age of Gemini. Okay. So we just went through the process of fire to make tools. Now we went through the process of water. We got this family connection. We got to really start to understand emotions. Okay. On a much higher aspect than we did on Leo. Um, so it was like an emotional download. Mm -hmm. Leo was more of a physical download. Right. So then we move into Gemini, which is air, right? Which is air. So this is going to be kind of like higher thoughts. Um, higher thoughts, but also from this flood, we don't have this centralized humanity now because the flood spread everybody out, right? Mm. So this is the creation of languages. This is what the Bible talks about with the Tower of Babel, right? And so this is the creation of languages. This is the evolution of the spoken word. And like we're really starting to see advancements in that realm, okay? Um, 
So we have this whole breaking off, but again, higher ideas are kind of being coming, philosophical ideas, right? And people really kind of feel like these are the eras that maybe um, towards the end of this is like, maybe when like kind of like alchemy showed up onto the scene and astrology kind of showed up the scene. So whether it was people kind of making spiritual progress, whether we were visited by aliens, interdimensional beings, it doesn't really matter. But at some point there was this information that was kind of passed on, right? right? So for Gemini, we have this air, so higher thoughts. Maybe this is where like this philosophy kind of came from this understanding. And then from there, after those 2,165 years, we have the age of Taurus, okay? So this is where value systems are kind of um, created like currency. Um, But Taurus is an earth sign. Yeah. So this is also where we have the greatest creations of earth we probably know about. Like this is when the this is when of the pyramids of Giza. Giza yeah. This is probably when um the Mayans were making Tikal and all right. these beautiful places. And especially the pyramids and their alignment with astrology and just the perfection of them and how they were able to do this and we don't really understand how they were doing it. They were probably using technology that we don't even understand today. Yeah. Right? Um but it truly was a feat of physical nature because it's an earth sign. So they had, they, they were earth movers. So they had a lot of control. So this is where we're seeing these monolithics kind of be created. Right. Um, so making our way from Taurus. And then this is, again, this is why in the Bible, um, when Moses declares like you're worshiping the calf, mm-hmm. like you're worshiping the cow, it's because he's moving out of the age of Taurus into the age of Aries. Okay. And then we're back to the fire sign. Okay. Right. And this is like a really pure, hot breathing fire sign. So if Leo is kind of like more of a consistent heat, Aries is more of like a hay fire, burns really hot, really fast, right? And so in Aries, again, it's that ram. Um, this is like where we kind of see these these civilizations that made were made beautiful civilizations in Taurus now start looking across the seas and being like, well, you know what? Let's we could conquer. use that land. Let's conquer. Yeah. So again, it's that hot fire energy. It's that conquering energy. It's that ram energy. It's that Aries Aries feeling. Um, and so and that's, that is, that's why Moses has the Ram staff, because he's marking in the age of Ram. Okay. So again, this is all part of the evolution of consciousness. So then this last era that we're just leaving now, we're, we enter the age of the Pisces, right? And this is, um, this is another water sign. So we're right. back into water. Um, but this is all about duality, right? And this is, again, this is where the prophets, like Jesus was the marker of the fisher of men. So he's the mark of the start of the age of the Pisces, right? And this is, again, we talk about this all the time, but this is why the Jesus have the Jesus fish, right? right. Um, and so dealing with that water emotion, and again, we've kind of evolved it and we've kind of made it, um, it's like a really in-depth thing, but this is also where we had duality from. And this is why we were able to scare people from like, oh, you have to do this to go to heaven or you go to hell. Right. Like it was very left, white, you know, white and black kind yeah. of time in this thing. So we have this this aspect of duality, but at the same time, we have this evolution of empathy, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're always kind of progressing on. So then age of Pisces is going to kind of come to a close, a lot of different numbers. Some people have it at like the mark of the 1900s. Right. Some people have it in 1965 and some people have it in 2020. Yeah, like right now. Right now in this great yeah. conjunction. Um, and again, if there's always going to be this transitional period and that's what we're in. Um, so I kind of really see this as it doesn't really matter. We know we're moving into the age of Aquarius. You could you can think that this is the beginning of the age of Aquarius, or you can think this is just another step to get in there. Right. It really doesn't matter because we know we're experiencing the energies. Um, and again, just like look at when this really started taking off. Aquarius is all about technology, all about communication. Like think about in the 1970s when the personal, the computer was like, personal computer was kind of starting to come out. And then like, you know, very shortly after that, we have the internet and we have this whole technological landscape that we right. have that was completely foreign to people 50 years ago, you know? And even like today, like 
there's new technology coming out all the time that we're just like, you know, it's, yeah. it's all, it's all upon us. So this is, again, this, um, this age of Aquarius is kind of where we find ourselves now. And this is kind of the, the procession of the equinoxes that we've gone through. So these 2,165 year cycles. So we really want to be aware of that. And so what this great conjunction that we just went through was kind of a mark of like, it's, it's here, it's here, you're moving into it. Now you still have to deal with the energies of the past, but that's going to, just like you hitting a really loud drum, it's really loud, but it fades, yeah. it fades, and you barely kind of feel the vibration after one time. So we probably won't see, we won't live to see like where we don't feel any Pisces energy. So it's going right. to be really important for us to kind of take that that energy and maneuver it correctly through the age of Aquarius. But right. this is a very important time for us, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know people say that, uh, or from what I've read, the age of Aquarius could have started even in the sixties where we just decided to take over, um, to take what, what was ours in the first place, which is earth, uh, us being beings of earth and taking rightfully what was ours in the first place, which is why, you know, you had all the ways of defining, a uh, an individual back then in the sixties, which is, you know, uh, a tree hugger of some sorts, but it's mm. like really just coming into tune with like, what is here that we step on that is actually rightfully ours to be um to be shared with and then it got separated again so i right. feel like it does go all the way back then it didn't just happen a couple of days ago with the winter solstice yeah. you know what i mean it has begun as over over time it's just you know our um concept of time is just so obscured that we think like you know it's now or it wasn't um you know it wasn't before it's like no it's just a gradual thing exactly. that's that's moving slowly um, yeah and you can almost think of these aspira uh, astrological energies of these cycles as like a blooming flower so we're just kind of that conjunction was just like the bud kind of opening up and it's really going to kind of take 20 years for Saturn to make it wait for that one flower to bloom and then it's going to take 2165 years for the bigger flower to bloom. Right. But that's how you really want to kind of delve into these energies and that's why we uh weren't so worried about getting this out before the grand conjunction cuz again a like, great time to be manifesting great time for meditation um cuz again it aligned perfectly with the winter solstice like it was just so astrologically perfect um that when when there's no such thing as a coincidence when it comes to the stars, and so when you have those synchronicities, the universe is trying to kind of tell you something and kind of wake you up to something, and it's exactly what we're seeing. And we are going to see this new energy, and we're going to start to feel it, you know, and especially we were kind of talking about it um, earlier, but, you know, the more online you are, the more you're going to experience this. Right. But if you're completely dead and you're just the walking dead, like we see, they're not going to notice these shifts. Right. They're not going to feel it. You know what I mean? It's again, it's that... Connecting your spinal cord with the above and the below, we know that there's the spinal cord of God that's kind of running up behind us, and this is the right. astrology. This is that Kundalini energy that's really being generated by our universe right now. Is this Aquarian energy? So, if you, the more you tap into it, it's gonna you're gonna go with the flow rather against it. Right. I mean, I always like your analogy. So when we talk about like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, I always think about the analogy of the ocean being such a vast um, reflection of, say, the universe and individual droplets of either rain or just even if you were to scoop up a little cup of that water. Yeah, you can analyze it on a microscopic level, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen in the macroscopic level. And so I think it's interesting that it, um, you can either hold that cup in, of water in your hand and just like try to analyze it and break it down and tell people around you like, no, I know where this came from and I know what it is and I know what substances are within this water, but just open your mind and your heart that it's part of the greater um, ocean of, of consciousness or, or ocean of expansion or of um of a reflection of the universe. And I think that's where people are either left behind or they just, you know, put their guard down and realize like, Oh, you're right. Like 
this is all part, like your glass is the same as my glass, you know what I mean? And I think that's something people are very, um, could be very susceptible to right now or, or be, um, be very open to right now. And I think if you want to, though, you can stick to just holding that single glass in your hand and just, you know, making sure your glass doesn't spill over. Yeah. Married, yeah. married to your merits, like, or, uh-huh. or just being like, you know, stuck in that, in that one place. And, and yeah, I think it's a, it's an important time to sort of like open up yeah, and see, um, see what more there is to see what more is going on. Yeah, man, I kind of think this age of Aquarius with this networking, and again, Aquarius kind of represents a lot of aspects too, like um, aspirations, higher aspirations, because again, it's an air sign. So we have these higher aspirations that we want to create for the shared reality, right? Um, Friendship, awareness, true sciences, not the sciences that get packaged to us and presented to us by, you know, universities through the grant system where only certain things get studied and we ignore a huge field of sciences, right? Or we make sure it fits our conclusion for us to publish it. So true, true science, um, awakening, knowledge, um, but friendship. Friendship is ruled by Aquarius. And you know this from Aquarians. They're they're usually very, and again, Aquarius is usually when you kind of personally meet them. Because it's the sign of the man, there's a lot of distinctions within Aquarius. So you can meet so many different kinds of Aquarius. So if you can't put your finger on somebody sometimes, and they're like, guess my sign, just kind of guess Aquarius. You, you have a good guess. It's a good estimate. They probably either Aquarius sun or a moon or rising, right? Because um, they, they are kind of hard to put your finger on. But Aquarians are very good at friendship and they see the best in a lot of people and they've got that higher aspect, that higher ideal um, and that air aspect to kind of be above the situation. And maybe people could get bitter with other people, but this person could be like, kind of still see the good in somebody or just kind of, Oh no, I I like this person for this aspect and they can find the best out of people. Um, And they kind of want to include people together. So this idea of friendship is really important because when you were talking about the water, we kind of went through this age of Pisces, this age of duality, which is this like internal struggle. And really what we're looking to do right now is, you know, complete our own pieces, go through this alchemical process, get gold, and then work together as a community to put all these pieces together to make this beautiful picture. All right. And that's what the age of Aquarius is about. This is why we have communication. This is why we have the internet. It's all about going online and then connecting online and getting everybody else online. Right. Because right? we know for us to move forward, humanity needs to take those huge steps, you know? And you can see even the sign of Aquarius. He's he's the water bearer. So he's able to collect that sacred feminine, that divine energy of that water of the internal mother, and he's pouring it on civilization. Right. And we can do that. We can collect it at this point and actually share this, you know, not only intuition, not only emotional um, IQ and intelligence, but also divine understanding, right. kind of the story of Isis, the protector of the mother and the children, and the secret teachings, Absolutely. Right? sharing that knowledge. Um, so we just have this very interesting interesting aspect, and this is kind of where the story of Prometheus even comes from, you know, because he was bringing to the fire, and that was really important, bringing the fire down, but also the age of Aquarius is almost like bringing the universal sacredness down as well, right. making making it rain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I love that, man. Well, one thing I know that I've been like sort of pondering about a lot that I think is, uh, you know, an optimistic way of looking at it and the way I always, I've always been more of the glasses half full, but in the regards that I'm about to say is there's an analogy I always use about when you draw back a bow and arrow. So if you ever have the force of a bow and arrow, it's not the most pleasant feeling to wrap your fingers around something so tight to draw back and then, um, 
and then aim. But right now, I like to think of everything that just happened in 2020. A lot of people want to say, well, we, we 2020 was so intense or so tough. And I think one thing that we have on our side right now, optimistically speaking, is every single person that you encounter, every single person that you talk to is as taught as that um, bow and arrow right now because of the way they were antagonized. Oh, yeah. So now it's the time to actually take aim and let go together mm-hmm. and fire away to a common goal. And I think that's where they, they, they kind of you know, the social engineers that we talk about on this podcast, they kind of did shoot themselves in the foot in one way because they did unify us, even though it's a unification out of darkness that you can actually invert it and be like, all right, well, we're all in agreement that this is, this was bad, or this made me feel this way together. So how do we like rise as one Mm -hmm. out of that? So it's kind of like this, again, in my opinion, they sort of shot themselves a little bit in the foot there because if we allow it, we will be able to rise from that mm-hmm. as one so no one was not not touched from it everyone's just going to be like wait a minute like mm-hmm. what just happened was bull and it's like oh i agree with you and i agree with you and it's like hey are we all agreeing on one thing right now right now well this is yeah. this is good so um hopefully we can take it that way before we get steered in another direction exactly. which is probably what's going to happen and it happens time and time it's not just now in modern days with social engineers they understand that the collective consciousness um is is the most powerful thing and mm-hmm. The best way to separate um, uh, unified forces to just like instill fear and you know just keep everyone compartmentalized. Compartmentalized, you know? oh, perfect, man. So, dude, I love the the analogy you put about the bow and arrow too, because one again, it represents Sagittarius, which is Jupiter, right? In this this sign, and I think that's a perfect energy. And the idea of we have this bow and arrow pulled back right now, and what they want us to do is point it at our enemy, exactly. right? Whether it's a political enemy, whether it's a social enemy, whether it's through this victimhood that they're trying right. to implant in everybody's brains. Um, they're having it point at us at each other. But really what we should do is we all unify. need to point that up to the stars and yeah. shoot for, you know, really what we want to accomplish in this new era, Absolutely. you know, not be shooting at each other. Uh, and I think that's just a perfect way to kind of look at that because a Jupiter energy and that Sagittarius energy, not to, again, we're kind of talking about the big cycle more, but to kind of focus in on that grand conjunction and and the star of Bethlehem, right? Which was, last time it was visible in a conjunction like this was 1226, because I think in the 1600s this happened again, but it was yeah. behind the sun, so you couldn't visibly see it. Yeah. So last time we even saw something quite like this was 1226, Um but really what this is, this kind of coming together, anytime these two have a conjunction, is it is, it's the coming together of the father Kronos and Zeus the sun, right? And again, we remember about Jupiter, Jupiter is just a benefic planet, it just wants to help you out, right? right. There's really not a lot of negativity to Jupiter, other than maybe overindulgence or something like that, yeah. right? Um, where Saturn's very harsh, it's a malefic planet, right? And it's kind of lessons, boundaries, and stuff like that. So we really have lightness versus darkness in the situation. Because even compared to like Jupiter and the sun, the sun is the life-giving electromagnetic power of the world, of our universe, but it will also burn you, right? right. If you're in the desert, you're going to die. The sun will kill you. Right. You know what I mean? Jupiter doesn't have that bone in its body, right? It's just like good energy, right? right. Um, so again, we almost have, um, in Hinduism, we have the shaking hands of Krishna and Shiva, Right. The beginning, the end, the light, and the darkness. Right. Um, and that aspect that's kind of coming on right now is just this this coming together, the star of Bethlehem, is really kind of moving forward with that, like, how do we utilize these two energies that are very abundant and unconjunct, so benefiting each other at this point, um, how do we kind of make that happen and Absolutely. collapse these waves that we need to collapse? Like you're talking about, too, 
again, invert the energy right. of the social engineers. Well, we need to be, we need to be, speaking of the star of Bethlehem, we need to be the, the Majas, the, yep. the magicians, which is where magic really kind of comes from the word. I know that, but the, if you don't know what the Majas, the Majas are, and I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, so Magi, you got it. yeah, you know, they were, um, they were the key in aiding, um, you know, the greater powers of their time, you know, according to these correspondence or these natural laws that we talk about, you know, and what's going on astrologically. And, and the Magi's that we're talking about that most people are familiar with are the three wise men that came and found, you know, the, the Messiah underneath the star of Bethlehem that we're talking about right now. So I think like we need to just realize that we can all be these wise men that are, you know, flowing and following in conjunction with this idea um, uh, uh, and, and actually unifying us as one in that regard. Um, but uh, what I was going to say in regards to the the drawing of the arrow is, yeah, I absolutely, I love that you, what you just said, like we need to point it up to the sky and maybe even hit the sun, not to destroy the sun, but to take just the small particles that will rain from the, mm -hmm. you know, the the impact to fall back down to earth onto us you i mean the sun's a star right you know exactly. what I mean? absolutely so yeah. no i mean we we go back to where we came and that's yeah. how we do it and you know it, the beautiful thing about the magi's and the story about the magi's is you're right because it that does kind of represent the astrological sciences the hermetic arts right alchemy astrology and we are these three magi's and we have to remember that we're going on this journey of learning these hermetic practices so we could see the birth of Christ within. Yes. Well because said, we're the magis yes. going on that journey within. Awesome. And that's why they're the three levels of the brain, right? The neocortex, the limbic system, and the art complex. The, mag the magis are going to represent that. They're going to represent those those three elements we talked about in alchemy yes, last week brain. with the sulfur, right? The mercury and the salt, right? So these, these are the aspects we need to be. We need to use these astrological sciences to discover the Christ consciousness that's buried within. Um, and that's what we're going to uncover. And that's what we're going to kind of expose. And that's where we're going to spread out to the expansion of consciousness. Wow. Yeah. The Christmas star, man. The Christmas star, right? And yeah. it's here, so it's upon us. Um, so, you know, one thing too, man, I, I really kind of feel like, because we're, you know, we're talking about this great conjunction, we're talking about the age of Aquarius and the great platonic year cycle, um, and then we also have the end of the calendar year coming up, right, from 2020 to 2021. And I think it was really important, one of the biggest episodes that we had um, kind of connection with people and response from was that 2020 Great Awakening, right? And what we saw in that was they're going to use distractions to try to not make us wake up, right. right? But that's getting stale, right? So we kind of go back in cycles, and one of these other big ages of Aquarius kind of footsteps was December 21st, 2012, right? And that was that what we called that lifting of the veil. Right. And once that veil was lifted, these tricks that they could pull during the age of Pisces started to get stale, Right. And everything you can kind of start smelling the bullshit. Right. And what they do is they kind of just cover the bullshit in roses, but you can only cover it with flowers for so long until you start smelling that decomposition. And right. so what we're seeing now is it's harder for them to fool us. Right. right? They like did a great job fooling us on um, those September um, terrorist attacks in 2001. Right. right? They did a, a, it was an amazing magic trick and most of us were fooled. Like right. there was certain individuals like William Cooper and stuff who was like right on it and stuff like that, but they were awake, woke on individuals. But if you didn't have any sense of awakening, you didn't see through that. You saw, you've, you dabbed into the fear and you went with the, 
the dialogue that they created, right? Right, right, um, right. And it was easier for them to do that to us back then. So after 2012, what happens is it, it gets harder, and that's why they have to do more things, and that's why they're attacking different things, and they're they're trying to kind of put in these different scenarios because they know what's coming. Well, they're also attacking our, our, our like what you just said. I mean, is brilliant because they they are finding new ways to find on the attack. And one thing I've noticed is the attack of one another. You know yes. what I mean? So there's either gender indifferences or there is racial indifferences. Right. But we all truly know, like that's just like such low level. We're one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we have both of these. We have both of those genders and within us, and that's the energy. And again, that's it's confusion because they can't have us knowing these natural principles because right. then we turn online and you know, like you want to make your aura at this point illegal. Like you want to get so online, you want to get so connected, you really want to get that kundalini energy up coming through the third eye at the highest aspect. You want to be vibrating so much that it's illegal. Like that's what the goal is at this point. Yeah. Um, and that's what's going to let you tap into this age of Aquarius energy the most. You know what I mean? It's like we were kind of um we were kind of talking about it earlier as well, but this would be like if you went to go see your favorite band of all time in a really small, intimate right. setting, and you took your friend who never listened to that music. So right. they might be there and be like, oh, I really enjoyed that conscious that, that concert. That was great. But you, that you followed this band your entire life, and you're so tapped into that energy, you could have like a transcendental experience at this, right? Like right. I had a transcendental experience at Go-Go Bordello. Like I was a crazy man. Like I've never experienced anything quite like that. I just felt home, yeah. you know? And I, I listened to them. It was like my first time seeing them live. And I just went, I just went ape shit. Like, I know that there's like a blog written about me of like, was anybody at the Phoenix Go-Go Bordello show? Yeah. And the guy with the hat, Did like, we have another member of the what band. What was that? that? Dude, know. I had my back to the con. And again, I, I might've been on a little bit of psychedelics, right? So I was, I was in that zone, but I had like my back to the, I was like right at the front row. And I was just like directing the crowd Anywhere I walked, people just like separate. It was just like the most, I was, it was like the most aligned I've ever felt. Like people were like hugging me at the end and it was great. And I was just like yelling at the top of the lungs, making fun of the Rothschilds. Like I was just having the time of my life, right? <laughs> um, but it was a transcendental experience because I right. was like, I was so in tune to that vibration that I really felt that vibration come through me. It took mm -hmm. over me. So that's the same thing with this age of Aquarius. The more you're online, the more you're tapped in to universal process, to cycles and to patterns, you're going to feel this more. But the dead and these zombies are not going to feel it. Right. So again, we're going to have this like breaking off. We've seen this, unfortunately, through 2020. Um, all, all of us have lost friends through this. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's and it's crazy because you're like, and they just get so angry about you about something. And you're like, it's not that big of a deal, my man. Like, I, You're allowed to have your opinion, but you have to understand where my opinion's coming from. And they don't even want to hear it. There's no. so emotion. It's again, you, you train the dogs. You don't, you don't make prison guards. You make the prisoners be their own guards and they watch the others, right? right? Again, this is why they have us fighting each other because if you get the farm animals to fight each other, you don't have to put up a fence. And they, they don't want us to see that there is no fence. Like we are infinite possibility, right, at this point. So 2020, we thought was going to be this great awakening. And again, they muzzled it. But they can only muzzle this for so long because this is consciousness. This is this is a power that they can never, they can make the most, the biggest supercomputer they think they can make and they think they can replicate this. They they can make fabrics in the matrix and stuff like that, but they are not universal consciousness, No, you know? And this is the most powerful force in the world. So we are going to kind of go through this evolution. And if we're turned on to it, the universe is not going to leave us behind. If we are accepting this energy, it's like, oh yeah, come on. If you're for the evolution, we're going to take you with it. And um, so that's really important. So so 2020, really, instead of being this great awakening, 2020 really has become the test. I mean, the lesson. 
in 2021 is going to be the test. Right. What are we going to do with these lessons that we learned from 2020? We, we've seen them hijack a great awakening, right? Because that was another 60-year cycle. What are we going to let them do this 20-year cycle? Are we going to give it away like we just did, or are we going to stand up for it and fight for this renaissance of ideas, or fight for this expansion of consciousness, fight for this next step of humanity into this connected oneness world of love, peace, and sovereignty. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Again, back to the analogy of drawing back that bow and arrow. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like they may have hijacked uh, our ability to to see this great awakening, but what they couldn't take away from us is, you know, where do we want to aim um, this energy towards? You know, and and that's what we really got to come together for. That's where the collective has to really just be strong is that, Hey, you know, what's good for you is good for me is good for all of us. And it should be that way. Not just what's good for me is just good for me. You know what I mean? I know we always talked about that when we bring up solipsism and we think about, um, you know, what we should be really focused on, but I think that's amazing. You're absolutely right. I think the test is coming. Um, you know, even though a lot of people think like this was the test and it's like, no, this is just the start, you know? Um, so let's, we should take back what, what was rightfully ours. And, you know, you once brought up, the uh, etymology of a conspiracy, you know, which is um, to breathe with as one, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, con, which is with, and then uh, the, you know, respirar in Spanish, but, you know, to conspire, to breathe as one. I think that's what we need to really focus on right now. We really need to know how to just be all within the one, you know, um, which is going to be very hard because like you said, there's those walking, the walking dead and and it's important to raise them up as well you know the best way possible but some people are just not letting yeah, it happen exactly you know what i mean that's just, it's a very interesting you say that we have lost a lot of friends and, and you know um they're lost you know I, I wish them the best that's all i can really say mm-hmm. it's really what i've said to most of the people that i have lost in my life uh by their own means is just like hey i wish you the best and i wish you nothing but love and Mm-hmm. Here we move forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a that's a great alchemical principle because the alchemist, you know, one of the goals from the alchemist was that you help everybody, but they had the difference between the left hand help and the right hand help. Oh. So the left hand help is, you know, you make sure this person has food, water, shelter, right, and you can do this. But certain people are not going to take into these alchemical understanding or this occult principles or mm. this deeper stuff. So you don't you don't treat them war like worse, right? But you you give them help in certain ways and you might give them like maybe like financial help and stuff like that. But when it comes to like sharing occult secrets, um, you give your right hand um, because these are the people that actually want to take it in. You know oh, what wow. I mean? And because you don't want to put yourself out there and then be depleted because you're teaching 150 people that don't care about it. And you missed out on that one person who, you know, was, had the energy to take it on. Oh man, so, I got to put you on the spot right now though. You are so good at that though, man. I am not good at that. So like, I am very passionate. I am very, very passionate. And Daniel, since I've known him, um, we will sit with a group of people outside and I'm like looking to him to be like, Hey, fill in the blanks for this individual. But what I've seen in your eyes is like, dude, they're not really wanting to take the information. Like I'm not going to spend my energy on someone who's just not wanting to open their ears and heart to something mm-hmm. where I'm like, no, this is, righteous and it's it lays or lies within truth like listen to what i have to say and i'm like why am i spending so much of this energy before then you know you know i know it i'm like depleted of my own energy because i was trying to really convince 150 people when there was only just one person who was like hey i'm willing to listen a little bit we have to say so uh yeah, man, I really right. always appreciate your your well, understanding of that. Yeah, and you know this through conversation, man. It's depleting when it becomes one sided, right? And so, like when 
when you start explaining this to somebody who's interested in it, you feel energy from it because they're right. pushing energy back into it. But you do deplete yourself when you try to tell like 15 um, bros at a, right. at a party with beer pong about, you know, universal yeah. consciousness and the evolution of consciousness. Like it's going to fall on deaf ears. Now, again, if you maybe could get one of those guys to the side when he's like a little drunk and he's like crying about something, you'd be like, let me tell you about something, buddy. Yeah. You're a star. And he'd be like, I am. And like, you sure are, my guy. <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, of course, man, like it's, it's, and again, always use your best judgment on that. And I always will fall on the aim of reason. I would rather share with somebody, um, who doesn't want to hear it than not share with somebody who needed to hear it. So I do overstep my boundaries very often. You you just talk to my family about it. They're like, Oh my gosh, just shut up, man. (laughs) Like we're just having dinner and you're bringing this up. But, um, but yeah, it's just important. Like you don't give your, if you give your heart to everybody, um, fully uncovered it's going to get punctured so you you do protect that you use that divine masculine to kind of protect that sacred feminine um until we get to that point in the evolution of consciousness where we all can kind of just wear our hearts on our chest you know but we're not in that stage right now but but again anybody who listens to this podcast like we share our heart you know what i mean and anybody who follows like all this community we're not talking about this community because i would love to chat and hear all your guys information and just like again we always talk about if we could just all hang out it would be the it would be the coolest thing in the world the greatest um, party it would be the greatest party of all time man so um but i agree with what you're saying though man um you're right you should protect and 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 one reason that i definitely jumped the gun a lot when i'm talking to people who maybe uh, weren't ready to receive information isn't that i you know eduardo hold the information and you didn't is that i just want to share this with you i'm so excited mm-hmm. but what normally antagonizes me to want to even go there is because you'll hear conversations that could be you just brought up your family but I, i've sat around a group of friends uh, out here in arizona we have an amazing amazing ability to stargaze um all over the state where there's no light pollution i've sat with some friends and they start to look up and then the conversation starts to open up so i'm like oh this is our chance because they're asking the right questions to sort of like expand on mm-hmm. um what they might be feeling inside and then they shut it down super quick mm-hmm. And that's where I get so frustrated. I'm like, we were getting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree. This community that we that we talk to, um, you and I too, there's no hesitation there at all. So right, right. I just needed to be better at, you know, not drinking so much coffee and wanting to just like rant on people. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, especially like when I first went, like when I got back from Nepal and I was, I think it was the most like lit up I ever was in my life. Yeah. Like I was just just firing on all cylinders. Oh yeah, man. You didn't want to be at the coffee shop with me. Like I would just be like I would just like walk in and just like make eye contact with you and be like, we're chatting. You yeah. know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably did like it was probably pretty beneficial to some, but some people were like, oh that guy's a crazy man from the bridge right so no but but it was great i mean actually just to go back a little bit i know it's a little personal but i mean i don't mind sharing this but when you came back that's when we started doing the lectures and i don't say i shouldn't say we you did the lectures and you did a phenomenal job so and i'm not here to just like this is just happening spontaneously as i'm letting this come out of my mouth here but if you haven't seen if you are a part of the patreon account you should really check out what daniel's done with some of his lectures um especially like the breakdown of like the last one you did with the mandala um which is the alchemical mandala oh yeah yeah that was great and so like um it was so necessary because i think those who were willing to like pay attention showed up to these lectures that daniel was doing they were just like what's happening to me Right. right now and i was like yeah that's the guy that's so what funny. you got to, you got to listen to him, listen to what's going on here because we all have, um, 
a basic understanding of this, but it's just good to like open up and, and see how far it goes. And so here that, we are now. You right. Know? That Daniel was so fun too, because he would just stand up there and he'd just be talking and he'd be rolling a joint and then he would smoke the joint. And once he got finished, he'd keep talking and just keep rolling. I was just like, oh, yeah. I was just a little maniac back then. No, yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, again, with this age of Aquarius, this really kind of brings up where how Saturn plays this role is really important because again, we're setting the foundation of what's coming. So we're really, we're, we're coming, we're in the cocoon, right? right? So we're the caterpillar that's in the cocoon. And again, where we find ourselves in humanity at this point is we either are going to evolve on a butterfly, a, like a, on a caterpillar part into the butterfly, or we're going to die in that battle, right? Cause that's, what's going to yeah. happen. So when the caterpillar goes to the cocoon, it goes in there and then all of a sudden, you know, those butterfly cells start kind of appearing, right. but the caterpillar color kind of kills off their slightly. Right. And then what happens is those butterfly cells start appearing as networks and the caterpillar cell, it's harder for them to kill it because these networks are connecting each other. And then eventually these networks start appearing all over the place. So then the remaining caterpillar pieces have to decide whether they're going to evolve into the butterfly or they're going to die and be reborn into the butterfly, right? Yeah. So they actually have, it does this, like, this choice within the cellular level of, do you just evolve into this, this new network or do you die fighting it? And that's where we really find ourselves. So again, we are the caterpillar. Like we... We are this this base foundation for this new age. These next generations that are coming are going to be the wings. So mm. we have to make a sacrifice and we have to create a moral structure, a moral code, because morality has gone out the window. We need to create a moral, ethical universe so we can actually develop these wings because we can't even perceive the heights we can reach or the beauty we can reach. We don't even understand really what the butterfly is going to look like. We just know intuitively that there's something better that's coming. And that's the role of the caterpillar. And that's the role that we find ourselves in. So it's, it's so important that we utilize this time correctly so we could give birth to the butterfly wings. Like we're not going to be the butterfly wings. None of us alive are going to be on the butterfly's wings, but we're going to be part of that structure to make those rings express themselves. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's where we find ourselves in this 2020 time. And that's really what this grand conjunction is trying to let us know. Like we can right. give that birth of the Christ. We can make this happen and we could really do something special in this age um, to make this happen. So it all kind of comes down to that. You know, what, what are we going to do with the, the Shiva, um, you know, the Shiva, it, that energy right now, that Zeus and the, uh, um, Kronos. Kronos. Yeah. I forgot yeah the father and the son, as you mentioned, you know, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, so I, I I couldn't uh, agree more with you, man. I think it's it's super important to sort of put that message out there, and we'll continue to do that, you know, throughout the year. So we're excited because part of that um, cocoon is already happening here with our right. own network. And uh, again, it's never been about us. It's just been about about letting other individuals who are ready to receive such information, like we want to receive, come together, you know, mm-hmm. under one unified platform. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, man, I I couldn't agree more. You know, it's uh, again, the, the more we go online at this moment, the more we can kind of transcend this problem. And again, you know, the only way th- to get around a problem is to go through it, and that's what we really need to do in this twenty twenty. Um, so we know that this was coming. Um, you know, and we really just need to really kind of raise that vibration, that frequency, and kind of to remember that you know your only allegiance is to the universe um, and the connection to your higher self. 
and the expansion of universal love. So those are like your only things, your allegiance to the universe, your higher self, and the expansion of the, this universal love. And that's so important. And, you know, one thing that I kind of want to touch on, because I had this amazing experience this week of going to a sound healing Oh, right. Yeah. And it was Please. a really amazing place. And it was cool. It was kind of like speakeasy status because we're not allowed to like meet in groups right now. So it was at the back door of this like warehouse. It was really cool done. And the person who did the sound healing was just amazing, right? The 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 noises she made, it was Johnny, who's like the the house herbalist at Know Thyself podcast, and he's gonna really break down some herbs and he's creating some amazing soaps right now for us. Johnny's the man. Johnny is the, the coolest man in the world. He's my mom's favorite person. Like if I come <laughs> up, like if I like, go to my house, she's like she just like looks behind me and she's like, oh, like Johnny's not here. I'm like, no, mom, I'm just, Johnny's not here. She's like, oh, okay. Well, how are, I guess, how are you? you I know? believe that. She, oh, he's the best, man. Um, really is the greatest, greatest individual. So um, he took me to this place and on any kind of recommendation, Johnny, because he's the most amazing people, he has the most amazing friends. And it really was this magical experience, right? The sound healing was amazing. Everything she was talking about was really good. Um and I was taking it all in and it was beautiful. But there was one thing she said that I was just like, oh. like, like and again, you don't need to agree with everything that everybody says you shouldn't. That's what makes us critical. Um, and even if you don't agree with something and something else, you can take the 98% of the stuff you did agree with. But one thing that didn't resonate with me was when she was talking about the age that we're in, um, saying, you know, everything is how it needs to be and it's just supposed to be true like we need to go through this evolution and we need to go through all these processes but if we've learned anything we are co-creators we are alchemists we have the ability to bury this lead under pressure and create gold so this situation that we find ourselves in this world with this the fear the child trafficking the war the carnage we that is not the universe expressing itself this is us not seeing who we are right right so we are co-creators. We are not just spectators on this. We are creators. And that's one thing the new age community needs to see. Like, this is not okay what's happening. This is not okay what's happening to children. For one child to go through this trauma that these 800,000 kids that are disappearing happen to, that's one child too many. Yeah. Like, everything that's happening in this world is unacceptable in universal consciousness and with natural law. And the only reason why it's expressing itself is because we don't understand natural law. But as soon as we know natural law and we understand our higher selves, this stuff will dissipate. Again, so we did have to go through this evolution, but it is a irresponsibility to say this is how it's supposed to be, because that's you're, you're taking power away of the consciousness, you're taking part of the way of the aggregate. Like as soon as we start vibrating higher, higher thoughts, higher emotions, higher actions, we will give birth to this. And that's really what this grand conjunction is. It's, it's a birthing, right? right? It's the birthing of that Christ starts that Bethlehem. So you're really kind of making this constricting period that we just went through, which was 2020 to go through this birth canal, but you need to wake up to be to understand that we are co-creators. We are the alchemists. We will turn this lead into gold, but we have to do it with our free will decisions right. and we have to do it as this unified consciousness. So be very skeptical when people say everything is how it's supposed to be because they're taking out the aspect of you. Right. You know, and you are the most powerful. I am, you know, right. and that's it. So we have to, we have to turn online. We have to raise our consciousness and we have to expand the expansion of love and light so we can transcend the situation. Absolutely. Right? But I mean, we can't you, just say it's a cycle that we're going to have to work through or exactly. throw up our hands. Well, it's funny because there's always a, the conflict or the um, 
the hypocrisy that comes from the idea that we are part of the universe, but then we separate separate ourselves from that um, that thought when we say, well, it's all happening the way it should. It's like, no, but if you are part of the universe and you have part of the cause and the effect, so if you're not, you know, right. playing the game, if you're not being a part of it, then you can't also say, well, the universe did this. It's like, no, you are the universe mm-hmm. within the universe. So like you have to have, you are a key player in this mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? You can't just let it go by. You right. can't just let it pass by. You have to take a hold of it mm-hmm. and you have to take it to where it needs to go, where you want to see it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's another thing people use often, you know, it's like be the change that you want to see in the world, but it's like to actually do it is very difficult, but it starts with the first step. And mm-hmm. it's you, you. Know, it's you exactly. So yeah. no, a hundred percent, man. It's again, it's such a, such an exciting time to to be alive that we find ourselves. Oh, I know. I know. Very exciting time. So, uh, but yeah, I hope, I hope that was, uh, I know that was a lot to digest, but um, I'm just, I'm so thrilled for what's to come. And I really do have high hopes for, for all of us to really take that greater aim. So, yeah. yeah. And again, you know what? We had such an amazing 2020 with all of you. This has been an amazing thing because yeah. we won't see everybody till after the new year, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um so perfect. So again, happy holidays to everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. Um, and man, let's just let's just take twenty twenty one. Let's make this let's make this test happen. Exactly. And let's pass the test. You yes. Know? Um. Well, with that being said, until next year. Until next year. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Not only does it give us the energy we need. It also gives us an opportunity to make a positive environmental impact. Earthling Food Company originated from the simple truth that what is good for the body is good for the planet. They create delicious plant-based food that lifts us up rather than weighs us down. That's right. You will never find preservatives, refined sugar, oil, animal products, gluten, or any other crap that is environmentally destructive. Only the good stuff. Would you like a hearty granola that is both delicious and healthy? What what about uh, something with zero cholesterol or an alternative to scrambled eggs? Earthly Food Company has you covered. They are a brand new husband and wife startup, so check back regularly for new products. Greg and Jen have been listeners and supporters of the Know Thyself podcast since our very first episode. We first collected on a philosophical conversation, and then through the conversation learned about this really exciting new project that they were creating, which is a organic amazing granola that they want to share with all the listeners of our community artisan granola and seasoning make a great holiday gift visit earthlingfood.company that's earthlingfood.company did you say earthlingfood.company that's exactly what i said to order online and use the discount code know thyself that's one word know thyself for 15 percent off your purchase They're also offering uh, free shipping on orders over $70. So, uh, you know, order online today. I would do it like right now.